And let's uh, talk rugby now as we move on right along. Domestic rugby returned this weekend with a double header at Loftus. And let's find out from the Stomas coach, John Dobson, what he makes of his team's performance. Coach, good evening and thank you very much for speaking to us here on SAFM. Oh, to be done. Nice to be on the show. Thanks very much for having me. Great, coach. How good was it to be back on the field of play? <laughs> Eventually, it was amazing. It was really eerie uh, when we ran out and warmed up. It was felt like you know you're playing in a cathedral or church or something. You know, it was you could hear a pin drop literally. So it felt a bit strange. Um, but once it sort of you know once we were in battle, then it became all-consuming, and then it became a really really good experience. I think a lot of credit to everybody in South African sport has made us. To allowed us to return, you know. Yes, and I mean, how were you keeping the team active and busy during this lockdown period? You know, we went through, like, we first went through, the first three weeks, I said to them, okay, guys, we're back on the 20th of April, we'll play some paintball to get some spirit, we'll have a pizza and a beer, and uh, we'll start keep yourselves fit. See you guys in three weeks, you know. <laughs> uh, that's how wrong I got it. So, um, you know, there was a sort of massive lag, a drop in interest and anxiety and stress increasing, you know, through that horrible period of, you know, May, June, July. But once the sort of drips, you know, we could see Bundesliga coming back, then we could see the signs of the PSL here. And oh, we seem to have lost him. It was just like competition the whole time at home. Who could cook the best thing? Who could paint, you know, all those sort of rubbish bake-offs and that sort of thing. But yeah, no, we're happy to be back here. But it gave, it gave a chance to some players to recover from injury then, I guess. I think we were probably more lucky than most in that area because we had... I think we I think we got seven World Cup Springboks, yeah. uh, of which by the time we finished before lockdown, you know, we had six of them really catastrophically injured. You know, so to have Sia back, Herschel back, Kitsi back, um, I'm forgetting somebody. This guy still injured is Peter Steff, but the mm-hmm. the rest are all back. So Bongi, um, you know, it's, it's really brilliant for us. So that gave us a chance to lick our wounds. And going into the games, the game against the Lions, what were you hoping to achieve as a team there? Uh, to be honest with you, I just wanted to not get injuries and um, you know, sort of see some of the stuff we've been working on over the last few weeks. But I mean, you know, for you asking, let's say, take our skipper, for example, so yeah, he hadn't mm. played, he got injured in the first half of the first game on the 1st of February. So, I don't know, your math is probably better than mine. It's almost eight, seven, seven, seven months and 21 days or whatever it was. So he was, he was, he was really, um, so I just wanted him to get through 40 minutes, you know. There's a rumor that somewhere on the field, and somewhere, sorry, the noise, somewhere, there's a rumor that somewhere on the field, he said, uh, Scudder heard him say, God help me. Uh, God, please help me. He admitted it. <laughs> it was just a dark place for him out there, you know, I've not even played for so long. And I thought he'd got, got through very well. Great. And, and then, what, as a team, what do you take out of that 34-21 win over the Lions, coach? Um, I thought that, yeah, that, that, that we didn't get injured, that we went up to altitude and then totally embarrassed ourselves in terms of our condition because we've been in a wet cap cap winter here. And I think that there was a nice interplay, you know, some good moments, you know, Warwick, the lunch fitted in very well for the mm. team. And it was a nice interplay. Our scrum went well, but also stuff we could work on. You know, I don't think we, we launched well. I don't think our breakdown was particularly good. But, you know, the fact that we that were there and, yeah, played with a spring in our steps and didn't get anybody injured and that's all very exciting for us. But you must be happy with that front row. They seem to dominate at times there, Steven and Skara and Franz Malerbe. <laughs> yeah, they, listen, I first saw those three play together when they were in the 90s, so literally 10 years ago. Sure. It's quite special that they, you know, still playing together in this world of professional sports, you know, where guys move and it's it's fantastic they're all together and they're such big friends. Um, yeah, I think of Skara, you know, we give him a hard time but he's, he did very well. 
he's lost a lot of weight. I think uh, you know he's taking his rugby very seriously now. Um, but the guy obviously hasn't lost a lot of weight in Tour de France. <laughs> I think he's picking up a bit of heat on social media. And, you know, but yeah, I think he really shut some of the critics up with that scrumming performance. I think he scrummed very well. Yeah, but didn't he win the World Cup with that weight also? <laughs> yeah, so that's a good point. I mean, I think he's 139 now. Um, a World Cup is 134, so five kilos. But you know, if you're 135, 139 kilos, five kilos is probably about three percent. So he's not he's not too badly off the mark, and he got around the field. Um, yeah, he'll be, the props aren't going to be great at Pilates or in the, in the, spin, in the yeah. spin studio. They've got to play, you know, they diesel. So you'll get better the way he plays. And a word on Damien. I know you've backed him at 10. He wants to play 10. Uh, some people were not convinced in the early stages of the Super Rugby campaign. Yeah, um, we're working very hard with it. I mean, we think, you know, obviously the opportunity national level with uh, Andre Pollard, unfortunately, out. And we think he's just such a, you know, 10s have got to be able to sort of threaten defence as well as kick and pass. And he can do that more than, probably better than most 10s. Uh, him and Elton exceptional. Um Having said that, I don't think we really, he really hit his straps on Saturday. I think, you know, I was probably expecting a bit more uh, um, and that we probably didn't make things clear and simple enough for it. But uh, again, uh, yeah, we were very anxious to say, chaps, listen, just get through this game. If we'd have judged them in the first of one game in seven months, uh, it's going to be, you know, six months, it's going to be tricky and unfair. So we're going to keep going with him there and we think he's got a massive future there. Okay, we've got a voice note here for the coach of the Stormers, John Dobson. Good evening, Tabiso, and uh, good evening to coach uh, John Dobson. You are speaking to Libra here in East London. For me, the standout performance uh, at the weekend was Namakaba. In terms of a Stormer's point of view, um, he was fantastic. Maybe coach uh, John Dobson can tell us more about Namakaba because everyone is not closing uh, their mouth about that boy's um, future. And then two... Um, also, I was very impressed by Jono Hustus. Uh, maybe also Coach John Dobson can tell us more about him. Is he a potential Bok um, number eight? Uh, you know, because I think for me, he's, he, he's definitely in the next uh, Dwayne for and for me. Uh, uh, so all, all in all, a, a great performance for me uh, by, uh, by, by, by the Stormers of the week. And so, yeah, very impressed. Thank you very much, Tabiso. Thanks for that. Uh, good evening, Tabiso and your guest. Uh, Tabiso, firstly, it, I was I was very very happy to to see Irapi back on 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 our TVs. I I watched both games. Um, very impressed with the with the Bulls and how they are playing. Uh, you you can see the coach is a very very experienced coach. Um, secondly, I think the Mapimpi the Mapimpi issue. It's clear to see that Ishaks are missing him, and uh, I forgot the the fullback. Um, I forgot his name. Also, they missed him. Uh, on the issue of e, 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 is Thomas. Look, I think they will need a fly half. I've got nothing against Tuvelems, but I think he's very slow and he's very self- selfish. So I think they will need a fly half. Brutal there, Juicy. Yeah, thanks for those voice notes, guys. Coach, maybe let's start with the Juano Ojasta Stroki, as they call him, future Springbok. A lot of them, people have tipped him to wear the green and gold. Yeah, to be so, yeah, two, I'm sure listeners are bright. There's high-level questions. Yeah, I agree, I agree with him 100% about Stroki. I think, you know, they talk about Notchi and Dwayne Fermilion, yeah, but not as to me, he's not a Dwayne Fermilion. He's a different type of number eight, but this Stroki is absolutely, yeah. 
He's uh, he's 115 kilos. He was a world player of the year. I'm 20 level about three or four years ago. Um, He can offload five yards up. You won't stop him. Uh, You know, I think he, I would, uh, look, if the Springboks play this year and they go off the the, uh, the rugby championship, I would be, I wouldn't be at all surprised if he was on the airplane. I think this is something very, very special. And I think it's a great analogy, the one with Dwayne Fibian, because physical, good over the ball, good carriers, and hard as nails. And Namakaba, one of the standout performers for sure. Okay, to be fair, can I tell you how happy I was about that? Because this kid, you know, I've been with him for about, I've been with me for about three years, and he's absolutely desperate. I think I'm going to get this wrong. He's either from Freyhaite or Paul Petersburg, and uh, you know, it's not an easy environment. You know, it's a long way from home. He's thinking that every year he's picked up a serious injury playing varsity cup for UCT, but he's probably, I would say, in the whole Stormers squad, probably the most professional, committed guy in terms of, you know, he sent us videos of him on Christmas Day doing tackle cleans at. It's a local school in Freight, in Freight. And um, he's just, he's unbelievably committed and, and, and fit. And, you know, the, the problem is sometimes he's just struggled to adapt to the physicality once yeah. or twice. And but I think on Saturday, it, it, it was absolutely outstanding. got three, two steals. Okay. Got a third. We, we're just going to have to leave it there for the sake of time. Sport on, on SAFM. Apologies for that, Coach John Dobson. We just got cut off there. We had to go to an ad break. But you were still telling us about Namakaba and, and how hard he's worked. And I guess it can't be easy waiting in line behind the likes of Sia and Peter Steff there. No, I agree. But he's so desperate. He, um, he would, sorry, I talked too much about it because I'm quite excited by him. Yeah. But I think if the Springboks go to the Rugby Championship in a funny way, it's going to create opportunities for the next generation. And he'll be, yeah. There's no waking. No, he's gone, he's gone. Okay. I'm here, can you hear me? Oh, yes, we can hear you now, yes. Yes, go ahead, Coach. Sorry, I just said that, you know, if the Springboks go to the rugby championship, he's going to get a lot of rugby and a whole new generation that could come through if they go. And he's going to be front of that list. You know, it's been three years of him about to break through and now he's going to break through. Mm. We're very excited by him, though. And Coach, finally, I know you are very um, passionate about teaching your players about the rich history of South African rugby and you even take them to these stadiums that they didn't win we're not even aware of and you give them their background and all of that. I've had good things about you in the Western Cape. As a team, where do you stand in this whole Black Lives Matter campaign or movement? Thanks for asking. We, we, we spent a lot of time on it last week and you know, we watched what happened with other teams at Superhero Sunday and the way SA Rugby addressed it and probably got our own views on that. But I, you wouldn't have seen on TV, but what was nice with the Storm was we stood in one big circle and we just said, look, everybody can, must do what they want and we spent that three sessions including... Um, with Mishlati Mashua, helped the proteas, you know, just to try and inform our guys. Our approach was educate and understand so that when somebody makes a decision, we understand why he did it, and he's still my teammate, and I still love him. So we were in a big circle, and what was, if you wouldn't have seen on TV, I saw about half the guys went down onto the knee, half stood, couple went down onto both knees as in an act of prayer. And it wasn't, it wasn't barcoders, you know, across black and white. It was mixed, which made me proud. You know, obviously I would like, you know, you know, everybody respectfully on their knees to, for this issue, and especially in a country like ours. But you, can't, you know, it's much better than forcing or directing that these guys are informed and can make decisions. And we're going to keep going. Not just because of one superhero Sunday where we have to get the optics right for a television. We've got to keep going because this is a massive journey. We're going to keep going on. And the captain obviously feels strongly about it as well. Yeah. So we'll keep going. And maybe one day we'll reach consensus where we're 23 out of 23 doing exactly the same thing. But I... Thanks, Coach. Just, yeah, sorry, I keep going on. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Thanks. So Thanks. Always a pleasure talking to you, Double Coach John Dobson there of the Stormers, just giving us his a review of that Superfan Saturday. There are a lot of players that stood out.